Hello, blessed beings. Welcome. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you find found your way to this space and to this expression of my being. May we all come together here to uplift each other into higher dimensions of existence so that we may be free and happy. Welcome to Red Moon Medicine. <laughs> this baby has been asking me for creation for a while now, but I hadn't fully felt ready to birth her until now. <laughs> Although it's been quite a journey getting here, um, a lot of trials and errors. I think, I think this is the one. <laughs> this is the first episode and uh, the start of something really beautiful. And I'm really excited and eager to see how it all unfolds and how it evolves as time goes on. To see what things come up, how it looks. I don't have too strict of a plan, I guess you could say. Um, I have an idea of really just exploration coming on here to um, as a space to allow me to process my own learnings and teachings as I go through them while also offering a space to share these things that I go through and these things that I learn as well as um, offering a space for other people who come onto the show to share a piece of themselves and to share a piece of what is important to them. And hopefully you on the other end resonate with what is being shared and may it be a, a catalyst for your further inner growth and exploration. Um, just being kind of a transmitter for other beings. Sorry, there's dogs barking. Um, yeah, so it's quite fluid. Um, and I wish to allow it to be what it wants to be. I, I feel that as I birth this space, um, that it is just something that wants to come into existence through me and I don't have exactly this control over it. I'm kind of just a, uh, the vessel through which it, it can be given to this world. So, um, kind of, it just uh, will do what it wants, I think. Um, so... I would like to introduce myself to start. My name is Mala. Um, I have been on a journey the last two years 
but really for a lifetime of uh, travel and exploration, of discovery, um, which has really come out in the last few years where I have been physically traveling the world, um, <clears throat> which has led me to many different places, many beautiful places, uh, has allowed me to experience all, all, not all, but so many of the different ways of existing in this world, all of the different things that are important to different people, and the different forms of expression that people find to honor this life honor themselves and the divinity that exists within everything. And this journey has recently brought me to the jungles of Mexico. <laughs> um, me and my partner arrived here some weeks ago and are still somehow landing. <laughs> Um, it's very different to where we were before, and in general, it is my first time in South and Central America, um, and it is absolutely beautiful, uh, yet still, I, I find myself needing to adjust. <laughs> um, I feel like this is where we are meant to be right now. We've been wanting or dreaming of coming to Mexico since the beginning of this year. Um, and we kind of surrendered this, this dream, this intention to just the flow of life as everything is so unpredictable these days. Um, we just released it into the universe and it came back to us in pure alignment and the path cleared for us and we arrived here. <laughs> um, we find ourselves now in a community, in a healing community in the jungle, um, surrounded by nature, surrounded by ceremony, surrounded by people who are on similar journeys as us, are, are looking for healing, looking for self-discovery, of peeling away the layers of our beings to reveal the true essence of our natures. And it feels really beautiful to be surrounded by this space as it encourages and uplifts me to continue on this path while also learning from, from all of these people and these experiences. And lately I've felt like there was a lot of creative juices flowing through me of this just this energy of wanting to create something that was pumping through me, that didn't, that was asking for uh, an outlet, that was asking for 
a form of expression and I was trying to reflect on what this was as I wasn't totally sure how I wanted to to bring this up into the world I, I didn't know how to channel it exactly until mm, some days ago when this this podcast popped back into my head and I remembered the dreams of wanting to create this space and suddenly very spontaneously just felt like the time was right that it was now uh, and that this this space is one of those outlets of expression and so here we are <laughs> now mm. Uh, Red Moon Medicine Podcast. I, this name sort of popped into my head from the very beginning. Um, kind of it came together with this podcast, to be honest. When I thought of one, I thought of the other. They were linked together without really knowing uh, exactly the reason, nor do I maybe need to know exactly the reason <laughs> but what I do know is that um, the moon is the guiding light as I birth this space into existence that the red moon specifically is uh, the essence of this show in a way the red moon uh, for me is this subliminal space that exists in between reality, it exists in between time and space, as it floats in existence, it just is, and anything can happen in this space, it is where magic is most potent, it is where miracles happen, you could call it the twilight zone maybe, <laughs> um, and that's how I, I feel about this space. I feel like it's where magic comes together, where things align to reveal deeper hidden knowledge within us that is wanting to be shared and expressed and spread um, to the people who will resonate with it. And where miracles are elevated and prayers are heard where the veil between spirits and this physical world continues to thin and uh, beings may travel in between this space <laughs> space of remembering remembering that we are humans upon earth, yet perhaps we are also more than this. And to con continue with this kind of exploration, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying exploration a lot here, <laughs> but I find that this is a word that is kind of capturing the um, the essence of what I'm trying to express 
so perhaps it's just the only word I can think of, but anyway, <laughs> um, something that I wanted to explore further on here is blood magic, which I feel like is in alignment as well with where I am right now as I record this, this first episode. <sighs> the new moon was a few days ago, and now we are growing into the quarter moon, um, and in this time I am also on my bleed, and so there are big releases and big shifts happening inside of me as I go through this part of my cycle. And <clears throat> I felt called to, yeah, uh, talk about our cycles as women, to our, our bleeds and how we are so intimately tied to the moon. How there is an ocean that is swimming inside of us, that surrounds us, and we surrender to this power as well as this connection that we have to the moon, or the moon ebbs and flows our being, it pulls us and pushes us in this existence. We are intimately tied with the moon, and intimately tied to her rhythms as well, as we follow and mirror her rhythm. As she dies and is reborn, we die as well every month and are reborn into a new cycle. And as she grows, grows, and peaks into the fullness of her being, so do we grow and grow and embody the fullness of our being. And then again, wane and die. And this cycle really is quite a beautiful one if you surrender to it. I know a lot of people these days feel a need for constant productivity and constant efficiency. Yet, this isn't necessarily how we are meant to exist in this world. Of course, not just women, this affects men as well, yet um, we cannot deny our, the differences that exist within us, and these differences don't make us uh, less or more, they just complement each other in these beautiful ways. And we can also accept these within each other and accept that women have somehow a different way of life or every month we release big release within us and are asked to slow down are asked to rest and just be still for a moment How we are tied to the moon and her faces, men are intimately tied with the faces of the sun, which manifest 
as uh, daily rhythms as they die and are reborn every day with the sun. <sighs> but today, as this is something that I can relate to more deeply, we will talk about women's cycles and our yoni space. Um, about how to honor this, this womb that exists within us, this life-giving force, this life-giving energy that births all of creation and that is reflected within us as well, holding this space. Um, I would like to touch on, firstly, some different self-care, self-love rituals that I know have felt really good for me as I deepen my connection to my yoni and heal the, the traumas and emotions that have laid stagnant in this space. Or I know a lot of women experience this, this holding of emotions here in our womb. It is the place where a lot can be held, and if we're not aware of this, it can build for a really long time and weigh us down. And so I find it's really important to tune into this, tune into this space and to really feel what is going on there, feel what she is holding, feel the emotions that come up when you touch this space or even think about this space <clears throat> and working towards releasing these this energy that doesn't serve you anymore and is just kind of laying there because perhaps many years ago or many weeks ago or moments ago, whenever something happened that um, caused her to close and hold this emotion without knowing how to release it. And so it is our job to work through this and begin to release, begin to surrender and open her up again to the fullness of her being. <coughs> and so working with different forms of touch and this, I find, can be really beautiful to do with a partner, yet I find that you can go much deeper and in a kind of different form of intimacy when you are just there with yourself, especially when you're working through different traumas that can trigger many different things inside of you, learning to be with them and feeling comfortable to release and express them. And so, finding a space where you can be alone, where you can maybe light some candles, burn some herbs or some incense, perhaps play some beautiful music that sings to your soul, and really just be in a space that you can feel comfortable. There's nobody that will be coming in, 
and you can feel safe to, to be there and to explore this. And you can begin to just sit there with her to perhaps hold your hands to your womb space and to feel the energy that exists there, to feel any sensations that come up, perhaps pain or discomfort, perhaps different emotions that come forth. Perhaps nothing comes yet. All of this is okay. Just creating the space and also honoring her, really being present with her and noticing. Or sometimes all of this can build and build because we just aren't present with her. We don't really take the time to feel what we need to feel. Instead, we push it down. And so just taking the time to really be present here and to allow what is asking to come up to fully come up, to fully surrender to this. And as it comes up, it may be released. I like to say that it's layers constantly being peeled away. And as something is released now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it won't ever come up again. But it is a constant working, constant peeling away at these things that make your being lighter and lighter. And so holding your hands above this space can be a really beautiful practice to tune into her energy and to tune in what is existing here. You can also lay down on the floor and massage this area gently, pressing and putting different pressure around your belly into your womb space, feeling where there is more energy being held, where there is perhaps a sharp pain or an uncomfortable feeling, and maybe staying there a little longer, exploring it, seeing how it changes as you continue to massage this space and give it love, continue to work towards releasing the energy that is knotted up there. <clears throat> Perhaps using oil, different oils or different scents that you enjoy to, to massage, to massage this space. Perhaps using a mirror to gaze upon your yoni, to gaze upon your pussy, and to really see what she looks like, you know? But like, I feel like we don't fully understand our anatomies. A lot of women don't fully know exactly what we look like down there. And I think it can be a really empowering, beautiful, loving experience for when we just, just look. <laughs> and explore and maybe touch her and see all the folds and crevices and rivers that exist there. See how um, it is like a lotus flower that is unfolding for you as you deepen your connection with each other. She slowly begins to 
feel this love and open up. Um, perhaps also continuing to go further into massaging this space. Um, I've noticed that a lot of um, thought or energy that surrounds our yonis is through a very sexual lens. And I myself have also been seeing this within myself and learning to break down these conditionings um, to widen the full expanse of her existence beyond just sexuality and pleasure, but really this powerhouse of energy and massaging her to learn how to touch and give her love and energy without it necessarily being sexual, perhaps finding an intimate sensual lens through which you can perceive her, uh, massaging her like you would massage a friend's shoulders or like you just massaged your own belly, seeing the different feelings and sensations that come up as you touch the different parts of her. Seeing what feels good, what feels uncomfortable, seeing how it all looks. <clears throat> Continuing to explore this space and the feelings that come up within inside of you as you open up. Another beautiful practice that I'm also getting into is meditating on this space, just sitting, cupping my hands one on top of each other and holding it on my womb space, holding the space and just meditating on her, seeing what needs to be released opening up a dialogue between you and your yoni and asking her questions. Asking her how she is, what she needs. Beginning to communicate with her so that you may understand deeper what it is that you need in this space. <clears throat> meditating on the traumas that have been experienced in this space, allowing them to come up for they also need the space of release to be noticed, to be felt rather than pushed down and pushed away, instead bringing them up to the surface and seeing them and holding yourself in the space where perhaps you felt deeply hurt, deeply saddened, perhaps anger or resentment coming up, whatever it is that it may be, allowing it and holding yourself here, giving yourself a hug and a kiss telling her you love her, 
telling her that she is important and valid. And that everything that has happened to her doesn't define her. So she is much more than this. And you are much more than this. And allowing yourself to forgive and to release. Uh, a woman's circle that I attended the other night on the new moon, a woman spoke about her healing journey with her yoni and visualizing thorns being pulled out of this space as all the different traumas are pulled out and released. And I find this visualization can be quite powerful and quite helpful to really see these thorns, these traumas being pulled out, being taken out, and opening up the space to heal. Another powerful form of intimacy <coughs> with our yoni to, can be to deepen our knowledge and our connection with our moon cycles, with our bleeds. Coming off, perhaps, contraceptives and these invasive and harmful methods designed by the, the Western medical industry that only suppresses and doesn't heal. Coming off these, these harmful hormone contraceptives or invasive contraceptives um, and really tuning back into the cycles of our being for a lot of these contraceptives can can come in between our connection with our cycles and with the moon in fact uh, change and stop a lot of the rhythms of our cycle for example the pill um, actually stops us from ovulating and so in turn makes it so we don't bleed every month because without ovulation there is no true bleed there is just a withdrawal bleed that comes when you start taking the sugar pills um, and this was designed very designed very intentionally so that women don't freak out when they see that they don't have their bleed in the beginning when the pill first started coming out this was the case. Many women were very confused uh, as to whether the pill was working and what it was actually doing because they stopped bleeding when they started to take it. And so doctors realized that in order to stop this questioning of their methods, um, they introduced a sugar pill that would simulate a bleed to make it look like it was business as usual, but actually there was big turmoil happening inside, big changes that affect us for possibly years after we come off these contraceptives. And so 
really exploring the alternative options that exist um, and taking back the power within ourselves that we have to to control our conception for our ancestors and the ancient medicine women and wise women that existed long before us knew this. They knew much before the pill that they have the power to control their conception and through different herbs have the power to say no to a pregnancy if that is what they wished. We have this power within us and we don't need to rely on outside forces to dictate how our bodies work and the rhythms of our beings. Our yoni is a deeply intelligent space and everything that happens inside of us happens for a reason. Everything is this beautiful symphony of different things coming together so that we may flow through all of these different phases. And beginning to track these phases can help us deepen our uh, knowledge of our entire beings as a whole beyond our yoni space for it affects us as an entire being. We are intimately tied to our cycles and they are not just a bleed every month or an ovulation, but they are tied to our emotional well-being and our mental states and the way that our bodies exist in this world. <clears throat> I have been exploring the fertility awareness method for many years now. Um, it hasn't been as active as I would like it to be. Um, of course, I am still learning and growing within this and seeing how it works for me as I travel and then um, often moving around and carrying a backpack and um, not really stable in one place yet. Of course, this as well affects our cycles quite deeply and I have gone many months throughout my travels without bleeding, um, without ovulating. Um, I've heard from a beautiful woman that our, our cycles and our bleed and our ovulation come forth when they feel that there is a space to hold them, that there is a space where they can comfortably go through what they need to go through and when they feel like this isn't something that we can handle right now they hold off and they wait until a better time and I felt this for myself um, that's why FAM um, has been a bit tricky for me sometimes um, it is, this is why I'm still learning and still exploring this, yet I think it is still very important to spread this knowledge and to share this, this ability for all of us women to 
um, control our conception and to uh, understand the deeper workings of our cycle on our own without needing a doctor or a gynecologist to insert anything into us or to give us anything outside of us to control this or to inhibit certain things um, but it does exist within us um, when we notice our changes throughout the month so the, the three kind of major tools in this method is observing um, observing our temperature throughout the month observing our mucus and observing the position of our cervix and so every morning when you get up before you kind of move and before you really wake up taking a thermometer and taking our temperature or throughout our cycles our temperature ebbs and flows and rises up around the time of our ovulation and again goes back down as we sink into our bleeds and um, seeing this this rhythm can help us understand where exactly we are in our cycle whether we are soon about to ovulate as our temperature rises already ovulated as our temperature drops um, perhaps uh, growing closer to our bleed as our temperature remains low um, and as we get up and go to pee or go do whatever we need to do we can check our mucus that that is there um, to see also the the state of our fertility or there's many different forms our mucus can take it can be white like lotion really smooth it can be a bit more sticky like glue or it can be more clear and stretchy and kind of like an egg white um, and understanding the meanings of these different forms can also help us gauge where we are in our cycle for the the clear and more egg white our mucus is um, that is prime sperm mucus <laughs> that is when um, that is where sperm best survives and is able to reach our egg to fertilize her um, that is very fertile mucus and beyond that the the more white and lotiony and sticky it gets, or also the less that it gets, um, the less fertile we are. So also knowing this can help us gauge uh, where we are in our cycle and know whether we perhaps need to use uh, a condom that day or perhaps we are, um, we know that we're not in a fertile phase. For really, a lot of women don't know that we actually aren't um, fertile and aren't ovulating all the time. We release an egg once in our cycle, 
um, and this can survive a few days in our womb, in our tubes, and so really it's just a few days out of the month that it is possible to get pregnant, and once you know this, and once you understand um, where you are in your cycle, whether you're in this phase or whether you're not, um, this can give you a lot of power back and a lot of control of how you want to continue to show up in, uh, in your lovemaking, <laughs> whether you want to wait or you feel safe. Um, of course, um, there is a lot to this and it does take practice. Um, uh, the other one that I forgot to mention is the position of our cervix. Perhaps you have noticed that when you're making love with somebody and they are penetrating you, uh, sometimes it hurts more as they go deeper. Um, that is because our cervix is lower at that time. Perhaps other times you feel that they can go much deeper and it feels uh, it doesn't feel painful at all and actually it feels really good. That is when our cervix is higher and closed. So our cervix also moves throughout our cycle and changes her position. Uh, throughout our cycle, generally, she is higher, tighter, more closed, um, feels much firmer if you were to go and touch her. Um, but at other times, as we are nearing our ovulation, she begins to soften and she begins to open up and there's this tiny opening in her uh, that begins to unfold for the sperm to be able to ride through. <laughs> um, and so also we can go, we don't necessarily need to have sex to notice this, we can go in with our fingers and to gently touch around her and see how she feels, whether she is more squishy and open or whether she is much more firm and higher up. Um, all of these different ways you can kind of tune into the workings of your body and tune into where you are at in your cycle. And like I said, there's, there's much more, or there's a lot that goes into this, and I would recommend perhaps getting a book or looking up deeper on this information so that you can really explore this if you feel called to it because uh, it is a very powerful method not only to get in tune with our cycles and to avoid pregnancy or perhaps bring on pregnancy if you're looking to get pregnant but also to um, get more familiar with the workings of our beings with how our, our state of existence changes throughout our cycle. Also, to perhaps um, tuning into our emotional states throughout our cycle. Perhaps during ovulation, we feel a lot more energy. And during our bleed, we feel a lot more chilled out, a lot more restful, wanting to be alone. And when we tune into these different states of being, we can really find peace within ourselves, a deeper understanding of our bodies, and finding peace within these rhythms, knowing 
knowing why they are coming up, knowing that, um, you know, kind of being less frustrated with yourself where perhaps on the day that you're feeling more chilled out, you want to be active and go and do something. I know there can be fresh frustration coming up sometimes with different emotions that um, are more in the flow during different phases of your cycle. And tuning into this, there can be so much peace found within you, uh, a deeper understanding of how you work based on your rhythms. <clears throat> and our blood is also a very potent medicine, potent magical potion <laughs> that exists within us and is released every month. Um, every month we build this lining within our uterus that at one point is released and in this blood there's so much energy that is held, there's so much life force that is held for this, this building of this blood and this lining is with the intention of holding and nurturing life. And so this is the kind of energy that this blood holds. It, it is life-giving, you know, it is a protector of life, it is potent. Um, and so I also like to practice different rituals with my blood. Um, and the more and more I, I kind of tune into her and build a deeper relationship with my blood, uh, the more I don't feel right anymore with just, um, I use a menstrual cup, the more it just doesn't feel right inside of me to spill <laughs> this this magical potion down the toilet and just flush it away without thinking about it. This just no longer feels right with me. And so, and I love the, the idea of collecting our blood in this cup. It also gives us a, a more intimate view of our blood. We can actually see it. We can see how much we bleed every day. We can see what color it is. We can smell it. We can see the textures and clumps, the mucus, or the, the different colors that exist within our blood. And we can start to really observe and see how it changes throughout the days of our bleed and throughout the, the cycles of every different bleed. <clears throat> and so I, I really love this. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> and I've been starting to collect my blood in a jar, especially on the first day where I feel it's most potent, where it's the strongest energy, this first release. Um, collecting it in a jar and um, observing all the different forms that it comes in, while also um, using it in different ways, perhaps painting with it, creating these really potent um, images and symbols for ourselves, perhaps drawing a symbol with our blood and 
uh, infusing it with a certain energy, with a certain intention, and using this signal to move throughout our days in, in this next cycle and to give us power with what we are intending to create in this next cycle. Also, perhaps using the symbol as a focal point for our meditations and to amplify our intentions. Or just generally drawing a, a picture of whatever may come up in this time. But really, I find it's such a powerful way to connect with our, our blood and, and to kind of go beyond the taboos of needing to hide away our bleeds and to not show anybody, not tell anybody, nobody can see it, nobody should see it, um, but kind of just uh, hold it and, and put it out there and be like, hey, I'm, this is happening to me and this is okay and I feel really good with it and I feel really powerful. And I'm not afraid to show anybody. <clears throat> and so, yeah, using this as a tool. Uh, another way of um, using my blood beyond just kind of flushing it down the toilet is collecting it and diluting it in some water and then feeding my plants with it or feeding the earth with it, perhaps pouring it. Um, into your plants at home for some very nourishing fertilizer where it is filled with these very rich minerals and, and nutrients. Or perhaps going outside and sitting with your feet on the earth by a tree or by a plant um, and just sitting there and connecting with it and pouring your blood and offering this gift to the earth, offering it back to, to the earth so that she may be nourished and fed. <clears throat> also, um, beginning these, these practices with uh, a simple meditation, just sitting with your blood in your hands in this jar or in your cup or in a bowl wherever you chose to, to hold it for the moment, sitting with it and going into a meditation where you can really go deeper into your being, where you can amplify your intentions through the magic of your blood, where you can give gratitude for your blood, you can give gratitude for the cycles that exist within you that tie you to the earth and the moon and the stars in such an intimate way. Giving thanks for, for this power that exists within you that flows out of you every month and gives you this gift. A gift of ampli amplification. That's very potent energy. Uh, that can be directed in whatever way that you wish. Um, sitting and meditating on the intentions that you wish for this coming cycle or beyond certain manifestations that you want to bring forth in this 
in this reality um, and using the using your blood as the amplifier to strengthen your prayers so that they may be heard much louder and come forth much stronger and really just building a relationship with her for she is uh, one of our vital signs you know observing her you can see a lot of the state of your health depending on uh, the colors that are in her how she smells whether there is a lot of clumps clumps of blood this time or whether you notice that um, it's a bit more sticky and mucusy all of this can tell you a lot about the state of your being and the state of your health so uh, observing this and tuning into this can also give you such beautiful messages about how what your body needs for this coming cycle what things maybe uh, can be released and let go of and what things perhaps need to um, put be put more energy into so that she can be the the fullness of, of her being so that she can be as vital as she can be. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is kind of um, a really beautiful introduction to the, the, the podcast, the first episode. Um, I will kind of... Uh, ended here for now um, as I've kind of touched on a lot of the things that I wanted to discuss and talk about um, also feeling this connection um, that I wanted to bring up this topic uh, based on where I am at right now in my being in my state of being and in my cycle I felt that it was important somehow to to talk about this as well as um, just a beautiful alignment <laughs> hmm. and so I hope you you received something that you've been needing to hear in this time you received a, a message that you needed perhaps you didn't know that you needed but it was there and and it took you by surprise, but it was exactly right. Um, thank you again so much for being here with me, for listening to <laughs> my rambling and my expression. Um, please let me know if there's anything that you would love to go deeper into based on what I've spoken about. If you have questions about anything, feel free to reach out to me. We can explore this together. Um, I would love this space to be a community for people to come together and ask questions and express ideas and share thoughts um, freely without judgment or criticism. But a space where we can all truly be heard and listened to. And so thank you again for listening to me and um, may we build this space together. But until next time, 
have a beautiful, blessed day or night, wherever you are. And show yourself some love. For I love you as well.